Welcome to Real Money Talks. Real strategies from the money makers and the world changers that you can use to make millions, keep those millions, multiply your wealth, and build your team. Here's your host, author of five New York Times bestsellers, money expert on Dr. Phil, CNN, CNBC, The Street TV, Fox News, and The View, Laurel Langmire. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Laura Langmire and the IWS Weekly Market Livestream Update. Very happy to have you all here. As always, coming live to you on multiple social channels as well as our Zoom room. Very excited to have a couple of special guests today who are going to be joining us. And today we're going to be talking about your last chance of building out your financial infrastructure to guarantee success in 2021. Uh, with us today, we have Adam Kipnis and Eileen Galbraith, uh, two coaches in the IWS community, talking about a, no- a couple of topics today. So Laura was unable to attend with us today, but she's going to be making a couple of announcements on social media this week. So go ahead, pay attention in the Facebook.com group, uh, where we have the Millionaires in Training group. So for us to get started today, what we want to be talking about is today, this is our last broadcast during the month of January. And what we typically see in the community and just in general is that once people get out of January, that momentum they would have had towards their commitments, towards their action plan and success for the new year typically falls by the wayside. And as a result, this really is kind of the last time for you all to finish strong on those commitments to put all the infrastructure in place to be successful for the course of the year. So today, Laura will have a couple of the experts on to talk about that. We have Adam Kipnis who's going to be talking a little bit about marketing strategy, what you need to think about as you put that into place or finish that up this week. I'll be talking a little bit about marketing tech uh, and digital infrastructure. And last but certainly not least, Eileen Galbraith is going to be talking about funding, uh, utilizing capital to help grow your business, and a couple of other items. So with that being said, I want to have everyone in the chat box below on the social channels uh, share with us what is the biggest commitment you're working towards in 2021 And as we get started here uh, with Adam Kipnis. So, Adam, thank you for joining us today. I appreciate it as always. I would love to have your thoughts on uh, those needed marketing strategy elements that have to be in place to have success over the course of the upcoming year. Thank you, Thomas. And it's great to have all the participants out there. You know, as we head into the end of the month, and this is some of what we talked about as we headed to the end of the year, is how do you think about what you're doing? So I want to talk a little bit about strategy overall and then what you can do from a marketing perspective. So with your overall strategy, what I recommend, and and this is the model that I work with my clients on, is number one, create your story. What is it you want to achieve in 2021? You can't do marketing. You can't do any of the things that Eileen's going to talk about. You can't do any of the tech that Thomas is going to talk about until you know what you want to do this year. And get really, really specific. I want to make X number of dollars providing Y service to Z people, right? If you know who that is, you can write that story and write it out and be really clear to yourself what you want to achieve. What is that story that 2021 is going to be for you, right? 2020 threw us for a loop, but for a lot of people, their story still ended the way they wanted because they planned on what they wanted and they adapted to the circumstances. For other people, they got hung up in, what do I do now? Because they weren't really clear on what they were trying to do and it made it really hard to play catch up. So this is your opportunity to write that story for yourself. The second step, once you know what you want to do, I want you to understand your strengths. 
what are you good at? Right? If you know what you're good at, you want to do more of it. And that that's true for anything. And, and don't judge what you're good at and worry about what you're bad at. Think about what you're good at. So I, um, I know I'm good speaking. I know I'm good in interview type situations. I know I am good having these conversations live and, and almost sometimes off the cuff, right? This is planned out what I'm going to say now, but sometimes it's off the cuff. What's necessary. That's what I'm good at doing Facebook advertising or doing organic Facebook posts, being creative on social media, not really my strengths. I'm better with my brain and my mouth than I am with my brain and my keyboard or my drawing skills, right? So what are you good at? Write those things down and know what you're really good at because that's what you want to focus on. That's going to get you to that story. The third step, I want you to um, supplement your weaknesses, right? If you know what you're good at, there are going to be things that you're bad at. Unfortunately, too many times we see people spend 50% or more on of their time on stuff they're not very good at, where there's somebody cheaper, faster, and better than you are. So write out those strengths and then supplement those weaknesses because some of those weaknesses could be really cheap. You can go on Fiverr and get someone to create Facebook ads. Maybe it'll cost you 20, 30, 50 bucks a month to do what you're bad at and it would cost you in your time alone hundreds if not thousands of dollars that you could be spent on the things that you're good at. So create your story, understand your strengths, and then supplement those weaknesses with people that are better, faster, and cheaper than you are. Number four is I want you to tailor your expectations, right? A lot of times we talk about goals and it's a multi-billion dollar industry is the goal setting industry, but goals rarely happen. Why is that? And I, I always think about it this way. When we have our employees, we don't have a goal that they're going to show up for work. We expect it. When we have our kids, we don't have a goal that they're going to be good students. We expect it. Now, sometimes our kids aren't what we want them to be or not as good, but we still expect them exactly. to be what we want them to be. Right? When you flip a light switch on, you don't have a goal that the light's going to turn on. You expect it to. So we put expectations on everything else, but for ourselves, we set goals. So I want you to turn that around and set expectations for yourself. That doesn't mean lowering your goal to an expectation. That means raising your expectation. That means having more belief in it actually happening. If you have a goal to make $100,000 this year, but internally you expect to make 25, guess what? You're going to make 25. So think about what you expect of yourself. Raise those expectations by having a plan, having that story, by using your strengths, by supplementing your weaknesses without, with outside third parties. And then those goals can turn into expectations because you just mapped it out in those first three steps. And that fourth step is critical. If you raise your expectations and believe in yourself, you will have more success than if you just have a goal or a dream of it to happen. Step five. I want you to use the next five days while you're doing this to optimize your environment, right? If you have a goal of losing weight and you have cookies in the cabinet, you just have to walk to the cabinet, open door, insert cookie in mouth. If you throw away the cookies, you have to want a cookie. You have to find your car keys, which sometimes is a challenge in and of itself. You got to grab your mask. You got to go into the 
get into the car. You got to drive to the store. You have to pick out the cookies. You have to pay for the cookies. And hopefully you get home before you open the cookies and eat them. That's like seven things you have to do versus one. From a business perspective, look at your desk. Look at your office. Look at the people you're hanging around. Look at the things that you're doing during the day. How can you optimize your environment? If you know that Jason, we'll write them down and we'll get them to you. I, I got a PowerPoint I can put in the Facebook group as well on this. If you can put yourself in the best position, one of the things that I did last year, I happen to have a TV in my in my office, right? I, I use it for sort of mindless noise in the background. I might have music on. I might have, you know, a, a show that I've seen before. I might have, you know, some sort of even motivational stuff. Well, what I did to optimize my environment is I physically took the remote control from my desk and put it under the TV, right? It was only four feet from me. But if I wanted to turn on the TV, I had to physically get up, walk over to it, grab the remote and turn on the TV. I put a barrier in between myself. If you find yourself on Facebook or searching the internet or mindlessly reading the, the news and what's going horribly wrong in the world in various ways, regardless of, of your political views, there's a lot of bad stuff out there. You can set your computer up to not allow you to search the internet between the hours of eight and five. You can turn off alerts on your phone. You can delete apps so you stay off of them, right? This is about you getting to that goal that is now an expectation of doing it. And would you rather watch the same TV show that you've seen three times or make $100,000, $500,000, a million dollars? We want you to raise those expectations. That will automatically help you. The next thing on the environment is look around your desk. If you have stacks of paper, go through them. And if you don't read that piece of paper or stick that piece of paper on your wall directly in front of you, just throw it away or recycle it or shred it. Obviously, numbers two and three are better than throw it away. Right? Don't have a stack of paper because it's going to be in your head. You're going to be looking at it. Oh, someday I'm going to go read that list of the 10 things I need to do. Get all that stuff out of your world so you can focus on what it is in that story, utilizing your strengths, supplementing your weaknesses to meet your expectations. And then the fourth thing to do, and this is where the marketing comes in, is market all the time. Or I usually say market like hell, right? Every day should be marketing. Set aside 15 minutes in the morning to do outreach and some of you have heard me before talk about just text people you haven't talked to before. Go on Facebook. And if you see an image that you like or a story that you like or somebody post something, don't just like it, comment on it, or even better, reach out in direct message and be like, hey, I love that post that you did because of A, B, and C, and then end it with a question, right? How did you do it? How's it working for you? How's it working in your business? Like if you are in the health and wellness business, uh, and somebody posts something on working out and you reach out because they posted on it. Hey, great that you're working out. How's it working for you? Who knows what they're going to say? It's great, but I'm still not losing that extra little few pounds that I want. Boom. Now you have an opportunity to talk about how you can help them potentially in weight loss. If they're talking about business, it's going well, but I wish I could do X, Y, and Z. And now you can step in. You've created a conversation. So make 15 minute markers on your calendar within the day. And then the last Thing from a marketing perspective, and then I'll turn it over to Thomas and Eileen, is make a plan to review people who you who are doing what you want to do. They could be people, if you're in a network marketing business, that are at the top levels. 
It could be people in a business coaching environment who are top business coaches. It could be people who are great on Facebook and they're getting lots of likes and comments and, and lots of viralness to it. Watch what they're doing and study it. Take 10 minutes a day to study that person and then model, as Laurel says, R&D, replicate and duplicate. Look at what they're doing and do the same thing. So take 15 minutes to message people and reach out and do that three times a day. You don't have to spend hours on it. Just do it three times a day and get started. That'll get you to your 21 people and your two sales and then replicate and duplicate what the successful people are doing. So those are the six steps. And I'll make sure that we get the PowerPoint in the Facebook group and anyone reach out to me. I'm at Adam Kipnis all over the place. And I will get you those steps in PowerPoint for with a little bit more detail. But hopefully that helps you guys get started from a marketing and business perspective. Awesome. Thank you, Adam. Sounds good. So so thank you. So the next step, right, to, to, to build upon what Adam has said there, once you have the strategy in place, then the next step is to make sure that your marketing infrastructure and that digital infrastructure um, is essentially built out to help facilitate that. Now, a proper cash machine's digital infrastructure typically has four pieces. Your first piece is your traffic generation piece, and that was the advertising and marketing channels uh, that Adam just spoke about, right? We're generating traffic, we're getting conversations with folks, and then we're driving them to a destination. That destination leads to the second step, which is conversion. So whether they're opting in for the lead magnet or whether they're making a purchase, scheduling a phone call, or taking some sort of action, that next step in the funnel is getting them to do something. Okay. Once then they've gone through uh, the traffic generation phase, they've gone to a page, they've done, they've taken some sort of action, then the next piece is the ascension sequence, right? We have our sales funnels. We have this process that we're going to help serve people and be rewarded for accordingly. And each of those sales funnel steps can help be advanced automatically through the use of a CRM, like a Keep, like a Kartra, like a HubSpot or Salesforce. Then as this process is happening, where marketing, like Adam said, marketing like hell is driving people to specific pages to have them take specific actions, you have the iteration or the reporting step of your cash machines infrastructure in place, reviewing what's actually happening. We use Keep here at IWS. We have multitudes of dashboards that we use to track everything from how well people are responding to an email campaign to progressing through coaching programs. What you all need to have when it comes to your cash machine is a simple dashboard set up so that way you can easily determine what's working and what needs help. Uh, I say this all the time at the workshop, your ideal uh, end goal is to create the brown M&M solution that Van Halen used back in the 80s when touring, right? So it's a long story. I'm not going to go into it here, but I recommend if you haven't heard it yet, go to Google Google Van Halen brown M&M story. But long story short, they came up with a genius management hack that allowed them to look at one thing in one place to determine if the entire system was working as intended, You all need to have that action in, or you need to have that dashboard in place. So then that way, instead of guessing what needs work, you actually have intelligence and data to support your conclusions, and you will be able to address that immediately. 
Now, when we talk about that cycle, the, the traffic generation to conversion to ascension to review and iteration, it typically works in, in a continuous motion to that effect. But if you're still building this out, as we're talking about getting your infrastructure in place to be successful in 2021, you have to build backwards. So instead of starting with your marketing pieces first, you're actually going to go and work on your reporting pieces, your dashboards, your sales funnel check-ins. So that way, once you start the process, you'll have it in place from the immediate moment it starts to see how well it's working. So if you don't have your sales funnel or any of those four pieces I just put into place, you're going to go backwards. So first and foremost, identify not only what CRM you're going to use, but what's your dashboard, what checkpoints is it going to be looking for, and then building out the ascension pieces. If you have your email sequence to your top ticket coaching plan, then before that, you know what, what's the next step from your uh, tripwire or lead neck to the next step accordingly? Then once the, once the monetization plan or the actual core cash machine built, that's when you build out the marketing elements. That's when you turn on the marketing and start getting an understanding of what's working, what's not, and improving accordingly. So there's a lot of folks out there who need to understand that while the, the process works one way, you actually build it out in reverse to be successful for the moment you start your marketing from a review, reporting, um, iteration piece. So for those of you who are out there, again, there's a couple of questions. Again, it's traffic generation, it's conversion, it's ascension, and then review and iteration. Those are the four pieces of a cash machine's marketing infrastructure, marketing sales infrastructure that you need to have working appropriately to make your business successful. Now, it's really great, and this is why I'm happy we're gonna be turning it over to Eileen, is that when you're building all these pieces out, and Adam talks about this all the time in the workshop as well too, you don't want to spend a ton of money just making a great website and not leave anything in the bank for advertising marketing, right? You have to have capital reserves to help get the word out, to help promote what it is you're doing, how it's you're helping people and start those conversations. And that's why Eileen's conversation about funding and access to capital is so important because with that, you can start funding appropriate marketing and advertising and promotional campaigns. Once you have market validation, you're ready to start scaling. So with that, Eileen would have to love you talk about the next steps uh, on your area. Absolutely. Thank you so much. So everything so far that you've been hearing Adam and Thomas talk about all has to do with planning. It all has to do with generating revenue. So they were into the 26th day of 2021. We have a 120 day plan. So now you have 90 days left of that 120 day plan to decide where are you going to go? And it all starts with getting the money. I'm going to talk a little bit about that. But first, I want to talk about that reverse engineering thing. So reverse engineering the revenue that you want to project coming in. You'll hear Laurel say this all the time. It's not about the widget that you're selling. It's about the amount of money that you want and what your goal is and what your freedom day number is. So if you want to generate $10,500 in a month, what are you doing to be able to generate that? What are the things that you have that you can sell at the low ticket item and going up into your higher ticket item? And we talk about that all the time in the workshop. So for me coming in, I'm known as the credit gal in the community. So I work with people on optimizing their personal credit reports so that now you have the ability to get credit in the name of your business because 
You do not want to commingle these funds. You want to make sure that your entity structure is set up properly. And for those of you who have not been working with Scott, you need to work with Scott Arden to make sure that infrastructure is set up properly. You want to make sure that your checking accounts are set up for your business. Underwriting guidelines dictates that the day you opened up your business checking account is the day your business is actually starting. Not that you incorporated three years ago and now you're finally opening up your account. So the day you open up that business checking account is what they're going to look at for the underwriting guidelines. There are three different ways that you can get access to capital. The first is we call them the three C's, cash, credit, or collateral. And the cash means you've been in business for a while, you have revenue, you have uh, your checking account set up that you have money coming and going. And you're maintaining on an average about three to 5,000 in that checking account. So that's one of the things that the underwriters are gonna look at. What are they generating in business and what's going out? Where is the cash flowing? The second thing is the credit, which you know is my biggest topic and I'll come right back to that. And the third thing is collateral. If you have a business and you're just starting up, but you have equipment that has high value to it, and I'm saying 5,000 or up, you can use that collateral as going to get lines of credit or even to get the business credit cards. So let me come back to the credit piece because I know we only have about five more minutes here. Optimizing your personal credit in order to get business credit is the priority. Every time you apply for a business loan or a business credit card, they're always going to come back and review the personal credit of the business owners, whether it's yourself or if you have four other partners. So you need to make sure that that is optimized. Every 12 months, and I'm going to give you a website, and Thomas, if you can type this in, that would be great. You can go to annualcreditreport.com every 12 months and get a free copy of your credit report. If you want to have a conversation with me to review it, then that's a conversation we can have. You need to make sure that this credit report is optimized at its best. If there's blemishes on there, let's get rid of them. If we need to build credit for you, let's make that happen. Because we are all here in business, putting our 120-day plan together, reverse engineering the revenue model that we want to have, all going for that freedom, that financial freedom day. We need to know where you are where you want to get to, and this is where the gap analysis, you hear this term all the time in our community, the gap analysis needs to happen so that we can get that plan for you. We can see how much capital you need access to to be able to achieve the goals that you want to achieve. So get a copy of that credit report. Let's have a review and see where you are, and let's start to get the business credit built. And the other thing that I want to speak to is I talked about the entities earlier. If you have not incorporated yet, please make sure you have a conversation with Scott Arden. He's the entity structure individual in our community. He will make sure that you are set up properly. The way that your business is set up will make a difference when it comes to getting the capital for your business. And these are just steps we wanna make sure that you're doing and we wanna make sure that they're getting done in the right order because February is right around the corner. Make your plan, stick with your plan, and let's make your business the best business for 2021. Awesome. Thank you, Arlene. I appreciate that. And we're going to have a quick 
promotion. We're going to have some fun today. So if you've not yet done so, if you're in the Facebook group, uh, let us know what your biggest commitment for 2021 is uh, with a Facebook comment. And if you comment, you'll be eligible for a drawing for $10 off a workshop ticket that we're going to be having for the month of February. Uh, So in uh, tradition of practicing what we preach, we will be having um, workshops available to you all in February that will help you continue on this path of putting everything into place you need to see success in 2021. You'll be able to see Adam, Eileen, and myself all at that workshop and the next uh, February events and beyond. And we look forward to, to seeing you all there and seeing you all uh, join the community, take a seat on the bus one way or the other in 2021 and beyond. So on behalf of Eileen, on behalf of Adam, Laurel, and everyone here at the IWS team, we appreciate you hopping on today. We look forward to seeing you at the event. We look forward to seeing you in the community in the near future. And here's to your success in 2021. Thank you all, and we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to the Real Money Talks podcast. Your host has been Laurel Langmire, author of five New York Times bestsellers, money expert on Dr. Phil, CNN, CNBC, The Street TV, Fox News, and The View. Want to learn more about off-Wall Street investing, tax strategies, and multi-million dollar business strategies? Visit liveoutloud.com slash podcast for past episodes, show notes, and resources. For some special wealth building gifts only for Laurel's podcast listeners, visit liveoutloud.com slash podcast gifts. Do you have a burning question for Laurel? Visit asklaurel.com to submit your question, and it may just be covered on a podcast episode. So stay tuned and be sure to subscribe to get new episodes every week.